joining us. My name is Sharika McCarthy and I'd like to welcome you to our webinar, Making Learning Exciting, Apps for Executive Functioning. Today's webcast is part of CHAD's National Resource Center on ADHD's Ask the Expert Educator Edition. The NRC is funded by the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention and provides reliable science-based information about current medical research and ADHD management. So my name is Stacy Driscoll and thank you for having me. I am an assistive technology specialist. I work for the New Hampshire statewide assistive technology graduate, um, sorry, I'm trying to read these and making sure that you can hear me. So um, I work for the New Hampshire Statewide Assistive Technology Act Program, Assistive Technology in New Hampshire. Every state has an Assistive Technology Act Program, and I'm a former elementary and special educator working mostly elementary, even in my special education days, doing a lot um, of work with all ages since then and since working in assistive technology. So what is assistive technology? So it's any item, piece of equipment, or product system, whether it's acquired commercially, whether you can buy it off the shelf, whether it's modified, customized, made to for a particular person to help um, in improve the functional capabilities of a person with a disability. So we're always looking at what is the functional limitation that someone is is experiencing and then looking at the person, that functional limitation, the environment, and then what is the the end product that we want to go with. And it may be something something made. So there's a little video here. So if you download the slides, there's a little video explaining assistive technology, but since we're on such a short time short time span, I just wanted to give you that link and you can download that. Um, and watch that. It's about a two and a half minute video just talking about what assistive technology is. All right, so when we talk about executive functioning skills, these are some of the skills that we're talking about. So impulse control, emotional control, working memory, flexible thinking. So being able to say, well, if I'm working on this, but I need to get to something else, being able to change and not being very rigid. Task initiation, so all of that, how do we get started? Planning and prioritizing, we have that to-do list, it can be really overwhelming. Organization and self-monitoring. So those are some executive functioning skills that we want to talk about. Not all of those are going to be able to be helped with an app. Impulse control, other than just kind of reminding somebody to check in with themselves, teaching them to do that self-reflection, um, some of those you're not going to get really some some apps to make that better. And again, apps aren't going to cure it. It's just going to be a means of helping to support someone with those executive functioning skills. When we're looking at apps, we can look at, look at do they have some cueing, some vibration? Is there text or audio? Is there voice output? Um, sometimes having someone's voice can really be more so than just having an audio. Also learning what is the audio that would go along and so if there's this particular sound it means one thing if there's another sound it means something else so looking at how we can remember things that way do this does the person need pictures video talking about the queuing there are all sorts of wearable technology now 
And so when we're talking about apps and having a Fitbit, having an Apple Watch, there's a new piece called a Kronos that all give that vibration that can be felt so that someone has that reminder and it's actually that physical haptic feedback that they're getting. You can also do that with the Apple Watch. I'm going to explain how to do that as well here. And so there are various assistive technologies that we can look at. We are going to be talking about iPad apps. Um, I'm going to give you a matrix of a bunch of apps. I'm not going to go through all of them just for um, in the interest of time. But I've also identified on there which ones are for Android as well, but all of them would work for um, an Apple product, so either an Apple phone, an iPhone, or an iPad. Also on the computer, if you're using the Chrome web browser, you can get apps and extensions that will work to help with executive functioning through that. We talked about wearables, and so we have different wearable technologies, the Apple Watch, a Fitbit, the Ditto, there's the Time Timer, Revive, um, I could do a whole other webinar on that and so looking at just what um, is available there. And then there's also smart pens. So there is the smart pen, the LiveScribe pen. So if you've heard of the Echo Pen or LiveScribe, that's where you're taking notes with an actual pen um, and it is recording the lecture. You can then go back and have any part of that lecture read back to you. I'm going to show you an app. There are a few apps that will also do the same thing. Of course, you're typing, but um, the LiveScribe is a non-app related technology. So we're going to talk about apps to um, assist with executive functioning. So if you go to this URL, http colon backslash backslash bit.ly backslash nrc ADHD, you will come to a matrix. And I'm going to this matrix. You will be able to see it is a it is a Google Doc. And so you can pull it up and you're able to view that. And in that viewing of the document, you'll see the name of the app. It will be a direct link to finding that app, so you can link right on it instead of saying, oh, well, that's the name of it, but which one are you talking about? You can click right on it, and it will get you to that particular app. Um, it gives you the price, and it gives you whether it's available in Android. And then I've made some notes to go along with that as well. So you can see that here, so the app and the developer, um, what skill for executive functioning that it has, and then its price as of July of 2017, and then the comments. So there's lots and lots of apps here. I'm not going to go through all of these, but just to look through and to be able to check these out on your own. Sorry. Vibration mapping. So if you want to actually set a vibration pattern, I think we're both touching this at the same time. So we're on the vibration mapping. So you can go into on your iPhone, you can go into your settings and then sounds and then ringtone and vibration. And then you can tap on that to create your own vibration. And then you want to hit stop and you want to save it. And so that would be a new vibration. So you can set that and then you can actually set it to be for a particular person that if you get that, that vibration, you know it's a particular person calling or texting. So you can set different vibrations and then for whatever app you're working on, 
you can actually go through and have that vibration. So thinking about vibration mapping can be really helpful. So uh, we're going to talk about Apple Watch. Some of those are marked on the matrix. I am going to right now open my air server because when it's, I had it opened and then it closes for a minute and then we'll go back to sharing for that. Perfect. Should be good on this. All right. So I'm going to go into this folder that I have. I want to show you first, before we go through some of these apps, these are all apps that are on your list. There's more than just what's here. I'm not going to have time to show you all of those, but we'll go through quite a few. Down at the bottom, you see settings. So if you open settings, on the left-hand side is notifications. And so if you click on notifications, it gives you every app that is on either your phone or your iPad. And so with this, you can turn on notifications and turn off notifications. So you may notice that when you download an app, it tells you that it wants to send you notifications. Well, you can see I have so many apps on here. I cannot have it sending me a notification on every particular app. But if I want to be getting reminders or notifications of some sort from this app, then I need to make sure that those are turned on. So I'm going to look at Awesome Note. I'm going to click on Awesome Note. And it says Allow Notifications. And you can see I have that turned off. So I'm going to slide this over and turn it on. So by turning it on, I can turn on Show and Notification Center, have my sounds on, have a badge app, and I can lock on the home screen. So I want to have those turned on. But what's really important here is the alert style when it's unlocked. So right here you can see the alert style. If you have none marked as your notifications, so you have notifications on, your sounds are going to go off. But if you have it on vibration, so you have the sounds turned off, you're not going to hear those. If you have none, nothing's going to come up on your screen. If you have it for banner, you can see what's happening there is that banner pops up quickly and then disappears. You want to make sure that you have it on alerts. And by having it on alerts, that alert is going to come up and it's going to stay there until you actually touch it. So yes, you can say, you know, oh, it's all done and be done with it. But in doing that, you had to actually physically touch the app, touch the phone or the device in order to do that. So having that if on banner, it may pop up, you see it, it disappears, we're on to something else. Whether we have executive functioning difficulty or not, that pops up, you see it, it's gone. If it's going to show up and you have to actually touch it, you're going to do something about that. And you're going to actually say, okay, yes, I need to do that now. I'm going to open the app and I'm going to get that completed. So make sure that in notifications you make sure those are turned on. And so again, it's in settings, left-hand side, it says notifications, and then click on whatever particular app and make sure that it's actually turned on. All right, so we are going to go into our productivity. I'm going to talk about a few of these apps. I'm going to show you some in action. One of my favorites is 3030. I had a friend at one point who said, I have all these things to do, and um, I just am getting so overwhelmed, and I said, there's an app for that. So, uh, and this was the app, and it, w it works really well for her. And so with this app, you can actually set um, what it is, the tasks that you want to do. And if we just use two fingers and we pull out, we can add another thing 
to the list. So I'm going to put, um, I have an external keyboard, that's why the keyboard went away there for you. And then if I tap on the time, I'm going to take five minutes to wash those dishes. And then I can set that. I'm going to hit my I'm all set there. Um, so I am good to go with washing my dishes. I can set whatever color I want. And we are good to go. And I can put a particular icon there as well. So I'm not sure why I'm not. There we go. So you can see that you have, and you can set a different time for each. So when I hit that I want this to actually be counting down, you're actually getting um, a countdown showing the time counting down from 30 minutes. And again, you can set it for whatever time, but I'm just showing 30 minutes. Now, when we think about children, even adults, looking at 30 minutes. Well, how much time is that really? And so you can have that countdown, but for a lot of people, that doesn't mean anything. And yes, they can tell time and they understand, but really, they're not understanding how much time that really is. And so you can notice where that check mark is at the top. It's getting darker. So this is actually showing the elapsed time. And so when we get to 15 minutes, half of the circle will be highlighted. And so they'll be able to see, all right, half of that time has gone by. So I need to I should be halfway done my task. And so helping people to understand that that time is elapsing. So I'm going to hit that that's done. And then we can just swipe here, go to the next thing. Um, very easy app. So it gives you directions for setting it up. Really great app. Also looking at timers, we just talked about having that visual timer to go by. Well, there's the time timer. And so with the time timer, you can set this um, 15 minutes. When we hit play, you're going to see it disappearing. So they're going to see both the time and the elapsed time going on there. You can set multiple timers. And so you need to do this. When that timer goes off, you need to go to the next task. So within here, you can set multiple timers. So really like this one for somebody who needs multiple tasks going on at the same time. Um, another thing that's really great about this, I'm going to open, um, let's open Notability. So we'll get to, I'm just going to show you. By swiping over from the right with one finger, it opens up another app. And so this particular one is showing us Time Timer. But all of the apps that I could have running side by side are here. So if you need a timer running while you're working, you could have this timer working at the same time. There's a little line here. If you see this little line right here, I can pop this to the middle. And so then we have the two apps working side by side. So your timer is running at the same time that I'm typing. And I can say, today is a great day. Okay, so I'm typing, I'm watching my timer of how long I have to accomplish that task. So again, I pulled over with one finger from the right hand of my screen. So right here, I pulled over and opened that. And then using the little line, was able to separate that. And then you can pick whatever app that you have that you want to open in there. So you could open Safari. I don't know what's going to 
come up. It's like a college is going to come up. This is where my daughter's going to college in the fall. So you can have something working there and split your screen and be taking notes at the same time. So a really great ability to do that. And I'm pretty sure that this works with the iPad Air and anything newer than the iPad Air. And the iPad Air, I want to say, has been out for like three years. So um, it, anything that you're using that's fairly new, you should be OK with. VizTimer is another one. I'm not going to show you same thing. Gives you just a very simple one-timer. You can color code it, uh, and that will give you the ability to see that elapsed time. TimeWinder is great for somebody who you want to say that they need to be taking a break. So we want it's kind of interval timing. So if you want to be working, OK, you need to work for 25 minutes. We're going to play. It's going to go for 25 minutes. And then it's going to give you a five-minute break. And so you know, OK, working with 25 minutes, now you get your five-minute break. You have the five-minute timer. That goes off. You go back to the 25 minutes of work. And so it can be really helpful for students. And you can set this whatever you want. So if it's 10 minutes and then five minutes of, of a break, that can work too. And you can see here kind of small, but you can see the elapsed time coming on this as well. So pause that. I'm trying to avoid anything going off at the same time that we're talking. All right, we also talk about um, having social stories, having schedules. Uh, so a lot of us use those, those schedules that it may be we use with the Velcro. Um, this is ChoiceWorks. There's also ChoiceWorks calendar. Um, uh, people absolutely love this. It really is a wonderful, a wonderful app. And so, what you can do with this, I think you can do up to eight different items in a, tasks within a schedule. It will read it to you. So you see this here. Um, I'm having trouble just because when I reflect, um, it can be really difficult in order to get the sound. But it will read everything to you. You can also see that it gives you a timer. So I set this as a timer. And so if I hit to play there, um, it's going to start counting down. And again, it gives you that visual. And when something is done, I can move that over. And it says it reads it. It said, eat dinner, all done. And then as I go through, I can move those through, gives them that they are checked off. Um, really easy to set these up. You can also put videos in here. So if they need a short video to see, I'm pretty sure this school schedule, yep, this one had a little video. So I'm going to move that one back. And so it shows you a quick little five-second video. There is sound with this video as well. So you can import your own videos. And then as that's finished, you can send that over as well. You can see here that the buttons for setting are all on here. You can actually lock that so that students do not have access to these buttons. There's also boards for waiting. So I'm waiting. There's a timer. What can I do after that is complete? And then. If I am upset, what can I do? Gives you the two choices after I get help or take a break. Then I can watch a DVD or play a game. So very simple to set these up to help our students that may need those visual schedules. There's also this 
first then visual schedule. And so again, very simple to set up. Um, so we have the simple layout of this is the first thing. When it gets checked off, um, it goes to the next thing. And so we can slide up and get to the next item. We can also see what is the first thing we need to do, and then what is the next one. We can also have everything in a list and check those off as we go. We can also, if you happen to like taking those Velcro and putting them into the envelopes but want to be using it on an iPad or an iPhone, having the envelopes, and then here we can just move them over as they're complete. We can also show all of the items and set timers for each of those items. And then on the other side is how we set that particular timer for each one, so having those timers set. But if you don't want to use those, those can go off and aren't even uh, available for students to see. So that is a really great one as well. Um, AIDA reminder is a one-time reminder. Oops, I'm going to close this one out. There we go. All right, so we can have one-time reminder, and we can actually set this that we want our message, um, we want the sound to actually be voice. So we can actually set a, a voice on this. So this is the default sound. You can record your voice. And oh, it'll play happy birthday if you want to have your, um, you can have the beeps as well. Um, so lot, you can add music. You can have the voice. So here it is. So you can edit that voice. And so you could record your voice uh, and have that. So you could say it's time for lunch or some other, whatever it is that you need to have and be reminded of. So lots of different. So we have the voice reminder, wake up alarm, music reminder are all here. So lots of different um, ways to see those. That's a really helpful app as well. I quickly showed Notability. And so what I want to show with Notability, um, it's a really great app for taking notes, organizing notes, being able to take a picture of uh, the board. So you can just, I went to the top to the plus, and I can add a photo. So I can take a recently added photo. Um, I can actually take a photo if, if I want. I can actually take a photo. It'll give me the camera. You're going to see my, my printer here. Um, and I can take that photo and actually insert that. Actually, let's take a photo. And all right, so we have to take a photo. I'm going to use that photo. It puts it right in here. I can move it around. I could add a caption to it. So I can say that this is the printer. Um, I can highlight. But what I really want to show you is right up here is a microphone. So when I tap that microphone, it starts to record me. So it's recording everything I'm saying. And I'm going to go back, and, and I'm going to type, and I'm going to talk about how this is one of my favorite apps. And so as I'm typing that, it's recording everything I'm saying. I could also decide that I want to draw something. So I'm going to draw a flower. And while we're talking about this flower, and please don't judge me on my drawing ability there with my finger. And so now I'm going to hit this microphone again. And it's going to stop. So it's now stopped recording me. But it was recording the lecture while I was typing, while I was drawing. And now there's a little upside down carrot here. 
So I can click on that carrot and it gives me the recording. So when I go back and I play it, you're going to notice that every, I don't think you can hear what it's saying. I'm going to pause here. So you can see here that this is grayed out. So it's not going to actually come back into dark print until my lecture gets there. You can also see the flower is grayed out. It's not going to get there. It's not going to go and be darker until my recording gets there. But let's say I wrote down, oh, this, this was going to be on the test. So I really need to know that. So I'm going to actually tap on my flower. Um, actually, let's tap on the word favorite. And you can see that when I did that, it jumped, the recording jumped right there. So you could record a whole lecture, but the teacher says, this is going to be on the test, this is going to be on the test, and the student you know, writes test or star, star, star. They can go back to those places and not have to listen to the whole recording over again, just listening to what are those specific points that need to be made. So really great app. There's so much more that you can do with Notability, but I wanted to just give you a little feel of how Notability can really help with executive functioning. Um, another quick few that I just want to point out to you, say and go, um, you tap the app, it starts to record immediately, it gives you, you can set it to like 10 seconds, gives, it thinks the default is 7, you say it, whatever it is that you want to be reminded, it saves it, it will also email it to you so that you can read what it is, so you know when you get home at the end of the day, student could say, you know, this is what's for homework, and then go home and listen to what it was because it's now in their email. Uh, also thinking about the fact of taking a picture. So just taking a picture and keeping it on your camera roll or even setting uh, up a particular album of your pictures that's just homework so that students can go back. It's on the board. They take a picture. They don't need to write that down. For students who are trying to copy that down is just too much for them to do. Relax uh, meditation. You can pick your different sounds and make your own sound and goes through some meditation. There is relax melodies as well that just plays some really great music. Um, the last one here that you see is do. This is my all-time favorite. I have an Apple Watch, so I use it. Um, the reminder comes to my Apple Watch, and so I can set this for um, whatever reminders that I want. So there's a plus up at the top. And so I can say um, the time that I want. So remind me to drink water. Um, and I'm going to have that reminder. I don't really want it at 3.30. I'm going to actually have it be at 4.30. And so you can see that it changes the time. And I want that snooze. Um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at five minutes. But you can see that you can change the snooze, and then I can say OK. And so it will, in 56 minutes, remind me that I need to drink water. I'm trying to really increase my water and my steps currently. So it's a great app for that. And it helps to remind me of everything that it is that I'm doing. So I have gone longer, I think, than I'm supposed to. So I'm going to hit Stop Sharing and go back to the PowerPoint, and then I think we will, so these are just some apps for the Apple Watch that work really well on the Apple Watch. OneNote is 
similar to Notability, you can organize your notes. It's part of the Microsoft, so Word, Excel, all of those. Uh, OneNote comes with that. Just Press Record is very similar to Say and Go, and then Fantastical 2 is a calendar. So those are some Apple Watch apps, and then this is a link to the LiveScribe pen that we talked about in the beginning. So, um, also talking about feature matching, don't look at the app first and make it fit the individual. Look at what is the activity that they need to do. What is the individual? So what are their needs? What is the environment that's it's going to be taking place? Then you consider the assistive technology. Then consider that app of what might work for them. All right, so I'm going to hand it back over to see any questions, and I will answer any questions you might have. Thank you so much, Stacy. That was some really great information. As a reminder, to are these apps available for both Apple products and Android products? Some of them are, some of them are not. So um, I find Apple products to be much better when it comes to talking about disability. And so the accessibility features that are available on an iPhone and an iPad far exceed Android. Um, Android is always improving. This is my opinion. Um, but I was asked at one point, I was doing some app reviews and was doing a bunch of Apple app reviews and was asked, can you do some Android apps for autism? I had done some for autism for um, for Apple products and was asked, can you do some for Android? And I was like, sure, I just I don't have an Android device. And they said, if we send you an Android device, would you do it? Absolutely. I couldn't believe when I went to search for different apps, the quality or the lack of quality of the apps that were available. So yes, there certainly are. Apple is a closed market, so you need to jump through more hoops to get an app to actually go to market. Android is an open market, and so anybody can make an app, so take that for, for what it's worth. Um, but that is why it seems to be that the Apple apps are a little bit better as far as accessibility goes and as far as having correct apps for different limitations. So our next question, what about individuals who resist using checklists? What would you suggest for them? I think it, de it depends on the age. I really think it, it gets to, they've got to buy into it. So trying to force them to use something. I have a 16-year-old son going to be a sophomore in high school, struggles with executive functioning. So I, I understand that the struggle is real <laughs> as a parent. Um, and so we've tried a variety of different things, um, it's really, they're not going to use what they don't particularly like. So looking at, and having them be successful. So what is it that you can make for a checklist for them that they would find some success in doing? So maybe some things that they like to do and being able to check off and then having a reward for that. Um, really looking at 
those checklists, how is it that it's working for them? Can it be something that's recorded? So that is it that they don't want to use the checklist because they don't want to write it down? Um, is it a way that they can record and then check off that they have done those particular tasks? So something along those lines of saying go or just press record so that they are actually they don't need to say it. Looking at, at pictures, and so looking at apps that you might make a checklist, but you're actually importing a picture in there, and then they're checking off the picture of what it is that they did. So why is it that they don't want to use that checklist, and how can you kind of backtrack and figure out how to get that buy-in? Our next question. Do you have any app recommendations for children with ASD? Um, I actually, some of these that I showed, I, um, I would definitely say, I'm kind of scrolling through my, um, through my iPad to just kind of look at some of the ones that I, I've talked about before, um, seeing if anything is in a folder already set. Um, looking at these apps, and we may need to, I definitely would say that ChoiceWorks is, is a really great app. Um, anything that is really having the timer so that they have that visual timer to be looking at and seeing that elapsed time, because like we talked about, that seeing you have 10 minutes means nothing. Um, so really seeing that, oh, the time is going through, oh, we're halfway through that time, so you have five minutes left. And yes, it says five minutes, but the five minutes doesn't mean anything. They were halfway through. How are you going to get to, the, how are you going to complete what it is that you, that you need to do? So those are some things that definitely could be helpful. And having things, being able to record and then look back and listen to that to, to that after having that go with those notes, so having both the visual and the audio. There's also what I did not talk about, um, and remember the Milk is one of the apps, and Alarmed is another one of the apps, and it will have reminders that are based on location, so you do need to turn your location on, so you know when we're talking about students that may or may not be something that you want to be able to do, but if you turn on the location, and so you have your target list, and it's set to remind you when you get to target what it is that you need, um, it will actually activate a reminder when you get to a certain location that these are the things you need to do. So it could be set for school, but again, it, whether you want to have location actually set on a child's phone like a or not app. would be up to you. So our next question, from your experience, what apps would you recommend for students who are transitioning from elementary to middle school or middle school to high school? Um, again, I think it depends on what it is that, it, that the task is and so where is their difficulty. And so if we're talking about just getting organized, and we looked at Notability, which would be great for both middle school or high school. Um, Sharika, can you make it that I can share my, sh oh, it 
the sharing turned off on me. Um, okay, it's going to take, I'm going to talk while this, because this is what Air Server does to me. And then it's going to tell me that it's already running. Um, all right. So if we go here. Okay. If we go into Notability, this is just one no one set of notes that I'm taking. But I'm going to the top, and does not look like it's sharing. It doesn't look like it's mirroring for me. It looks like it froze. But if you go, there are all sorts of folders. So you can color code your folders in order to show that, um, there we go, perfect. So you can see here that, I'm going to make this bigger so you can actually see it. So I was in the top right here. This was where I got my one particular note and it should be at the top. So this was the note I was in. So if I go back to the left, there's a little arrow. If I go back there, um, you can see that I have all files here and then within here they're all color-coded and so I can actually go into this particular folder, it's going to give me all my notes for that particular class. So you could name these by class. Uh, you can import, so if I'm going to, I'm going to go back up to all notes so I don't end up putting something here. Um, I can add, I showed you how to take a picture, but you can add all sorts of things. You can import um, a, a PowerPoint, so if you have a PowerPoint on here, um, let me see if I might be able Bear with me to see if I have a PowerPoint on here that I can import. So by opening PowerPoint or opening whatever document that it is that I have, I want to show you how you would get these imported. And so we're done. Not now. Okay. So I'm going to open this particular slideshow. And so what I want to do is I want to, yeah, let me see if I can, I want to open it in something else. So this does not have the send a copy. That's what we'll try. Send with another app. Or if you see open in, that will also work. And so this gives me all of my options for what I want to open it in. So I want to open it in Notability. So if I click Notability, it says check. It's going to open it. I hit OK. And it should open Notability for me. Maybe not. OK, so it's here. And so I can click on it, an error occurred. It should open it up right in Notability. You say yes, you accept it. You can put it in whatever folder you want, and then it would open up in here. So let's, um, so you would then have the PowerPoint. So you could then take notes, you could highlight 
all within this app. You could record right on top of that PowerPoint as well. So this could be a really helpful app for organization when we're talking about students who are transitioning and who are needing more of that note-taking ability. Um, I really think as far as reminders do is absolutely wonderful. Um, some students like Google Keep. So this is Google Keep. My son did not like Google Keep. He found it to be too complex, but you can very easily gives you notes and reminders. You can take a note. Um, you can record something, take a picture. All you can see that down here at the bottom of what you would be doing there. So by clicking this, it gives me the note. And then I can set my reminder there. He did not like it. Um, so depending, again, on students and then how you can have this by list as well. It just was too complicated for him. I really recommend taking pictures of the board and just keeping those in your file uh, as far as that can go. Another one for students with an autism spectrum disorder is can plan. So you can see that right here. It does not reflect well. It crashes. So I'm going to just leave it closed. But what it does is you can put a video or picture and step by step. So as you complete one task, it will read it aloud. It will show the video, um, whatever you, however you want to set that. And you can just swipe through and it will give you step by step what to do on those particular um, particular tasks. So that's another really good one. And also, as students are transitioning, using the, the calendar. So you have a built-in calendar, syncing those calendars together so that other people can see the calendars and can add things so um, students know what's happening. Also, notes. So this app right here comes on all iOS devices, even an iPod Touch it would come on. And so this gives you um, all of the things that gives you note-taking. It does not allow you to record, but you can see it gives you all of your notes. Uh, you can, at the bottom, there's a little checklist. So you can actually make it so that you can check things off. So I, we were going on a trip and things that I needed to bring. So I put that as a checklist and checked them off as they were so complete. we're going to move to the next question. So that's my, my long answer for that. Our next question is, how do you keep children from becoming distracted by the mobile device itself? And, and in turn, they become less effective. Okay, very good question. So what I, my answer to that is going to be guided access. So within the settings, um, I don't know if you want me to share my screen or not here. Um, within the settings, so much of this is on the iPad. All right, so I'm in. I'm going to go back out and show you where I went. So on the bottom is settings. I'm going to tap on settings. On the left-hand side is general and then accessibility. So within accessibility are all of your vision, hearing, um, switch control, assistive touch, lots of things um, that you can change your settings without even using apps. Towards the bottom there is guided access. And so guided access, you set a passcode. Uh, you can also set a time limit. And with that passcode, you can actually lock them into a particular app so that they can't go out of that app. Uh, so 
depending on the child, even just getting them used to this is the particular app that you're using, using guided access can be really helpful. Um, having a time limit also within your, if you swipe up and you go to your timer, um, and so you can look on the timer, so I can set my timer for whatever time, I can set my music for whatever music I want that to be, but at the bottom it says stop playing, and so if I set my timer to stop playing, after a particular amount of time, um, a student will no longer be able to use that app, so it will lock them out of that app. So really getting students used to using things, you know, here's your reward, um, or only using a particular device as this is your device that you're, you're using for this particular task, these are your executive functioning, helps you to organize, and then having another device that this is your fun, this is um, playing with this particular app, this is your free time, you know, okay, we've done 25 minutes of work, here's your five minutes of play, but you need to go on to a different device to do that. So that can be also helpful. I know that isn't always feasible to have two devices, but that the is another way that could work is um, for some as well. Children, apps that count so. down may become a bit distract distracting. Um, are there apps that have timers that count up? Uh, yes, yes, but let me think, um, I almost think that this timer, this is because I have it, um, going this, that one's counting down. There is a way, I think it's Viz Timer, that will count up as well. Um, I can find that out for you because you're right, there are some that, that do count up. Okay. I can find that out and so get back to you on that just because it'll take me a few minutes. Do you have recommendations for homework planning? So, an app that can plan out, you know, the week. Um, calendar apps are really good. There is my homework which is um, a really good app. There's also um, iStudy as well. Um, both of those are good apps. They are both on the matrix. They are both also available as a Chrome extension. So if you use the Chrome browser on your Windows or Mac, just using the Chrome browser, will allow you to download any of those Chrome apps and extensions, and so having that um, Chrome extension, so either one of those are available there as well, and they will sync, so you could have it on multiple 
devices and so you're going to one device and you can get that information so if they're at school and they're using the computer and they're on Chrome and they want to add those things and they go home and they have an iPod touch and they want to check what it is that they have to do it will work across all of those platforms do you see apps like this being used in classroom settings where not every child has an iPad Yes, um, and I think that it certainly can work because you're really looking at what a student needs. And so fair is not equal, and it's not everybody gets the same thing, it's everybody gets what they need. And so really assistive technology is going to level the playing field. So it's not giving somebody an extra, like, oh, they have this advantage. Well, no, they, they need this. And so you're going to give this to the student because that's what they need. And it doesn't mean that, oh, they can play games all day um, while it, the other students are working. It means they're using this in order to keep track of their homework. They're using this in order to be, and they're using it appropriately. And if they're not going to use it appropriately, then you lose that privilege because it, it is a privilege. So. You know, I really think that yes, and and I do think, and I think especially getting into high school, and I'll go out on a limb and say most students do have some sort of smartphone, iPod Touch, and they're bringing their own and being able to use that in an appropriate manner. Uh, so I think that it's the teacher needs to know that they're using it and how they're using it. And certainly if a student has an IEP or a 504, then those are accommodations that need to be made for the student in order for them to be successful. And if that's recording the lecture using Notability or a LiveScribe pen, um, then that is their accommodation. So I, I think that we definitely, and I think that sometimes we need to educate okay, people so in what this can do in this order to help the student. Again, thank you for joining us and this concludes today's webcast. ADHD challenges continue into adulthood for 35 to 65 percent of children with ADHD. Finding strengths, building resilience, and learning to self-advocate will improve your child's chances of succeeding in college, vocational school, or the workforce. Learn how to prepare your child for life beyond high school at www.helpforadhd.org. That's www.help and the number 4, ADHD.org.